My house is the house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dear Faithful, We love to travel to places, some more than others, and whether it be to travel to a new city or to a new continent that we have never been before, we try to learn something new about the places we visit and also come to appreciate what these places may be known for and what it compares to our home. But let us speak to a very import- about a ber- very important place where some of us might have had a chance to visit and that is the holy city of Jerusalem. In the gospel of today, it gives us details of our Lord who was situated in the Mount of Olives, just outside the holy city. The Mount gives visitors an impressive panoramic view of Jerusalem. Must have been more impressive during our Lord's time when He saw, as well as the Temple of the Jews, but no longer existing today. St. Luke gives a glimpse of the sacred humanity of our Lord when he wrote that when our Lord, having descended from this panoramic view near Jerusalem, was welcomed with praise by many people and despised by the Pharisees. Upon seeing the holy city, he wept over it, saying, If thou hast also known that in this thy day the things that are to thy peace But know they are hidden from thy eyes, and thy enemies shall cast a trench about thee, and compass thee round, and straighten thee on every side, and beat thee flat to the ground, and thy children who are in thee, and they shall not leave in thee a stone upon stone, because thou hast not known the time of thy visitation. Very sorrowful words of the Lord who foretold about the imminent destruction of the temple of Jerusalem. Words that ought to continue to resound in us, although we are not of Jewish people. Our Lord had wept that His people did not know of their visitation from God, their Messiah. Our Messiah, who just arrived in Jerusalem, being greeted by so many people, wept for His people, who during that week would help to crucify him. This visitation from God to his people in Jerusalem ought to be our inspiration to be more hospitable to our Lord by welcoming him into our soul. Our Lord visited the Holy Temple and purified it of the profane and sinful. This temple that is a house of prayer and not a den of thieves. Sometimes we like to point our fingers outwardly away from us and revile and criticize the abominations we read on the news or see in the world or hear from gossip of others. How many times do we realize that this type of behavior we find ourselves doing, this type of behavior that our Lord had condemned upon the Pharisees, is what our Lord condemns in us? And so it seems not only the Hebrew nation, but we as well, have neglected to see the many, numerous visitation attempts of our Lord to our soul, but was blocked because of our sin, or our hatred, or our selfishness and pride, or our impurity, or lack of disposition in our souls to receive God. 
By our holy baptism, we have been purified of original sin and have become temples of the Holy Trinity. But how often do we desecrate this temple that we are by the same types of sinful acts that our Lord had rebuked those who desecrated the holy temple of Jerusalem? Indeed, we have made our own soul, God's temple, into a den of thieves. That is why our merciful Lord, who established His church on earth, allows to experience His grace and happiness by the devout participation and frequentation of the holy sacraments, by our continual sacrifice of ourselves, by our continual trust and confidence in our Lord, and by our obedience to follow our Lord and His Church, we will receive such abundant graces and benedictions that will truly help and preserve our pristine temple, that it may be a house of prayer and meditation and contemplation of God. And although we may be full of misery because of our sorrowful nature, let us not be discouraged at all by this, because the abundance of grace of our Lord that aids us in our sufferings and consoles us in our trials. Despite of our wretchedness, we must not live in total fear and horror, but truly in confidence and trust in God. Our knowledge and admission of ourselves as nothing in comparison to the majesty of God should really make us draw closer to our Lord instead of miserable with sadness and doom, and we should draw closer with prayer. Our holy patron, St. Francis de Sales, said that all the great saints, Job, David, and the rest, began every prayer with the confession of their own misery and unworthiness. And so it is a very good thing to acknowledge ourselves to be poor, vile, abject, and unworthy to appear in the presence of God. Now the greater our knowledge of our own misery, the more profound will be our confidence in the goodness and mercy of God. For mercy and misery are so closely connected that the one cannot be exercised without the other. We see then that the more miserable we know ourselves to be, the more occasions we have to confide in God. Since we have nothing in ourselves in which we can trust, the mistrust of ourselves proceeds from the knowledge of our imperfections. It is a very good thing to mistrust ourselves, but how will it help us unless we cast our whole confidence upon God and wait for His mercy? It is right that our daily faults and infidelities should cause us some shame and embarrassment when we appear before our Lord. We read of great souls like St. Catherine of Siena and St. Teresa of Avila, who, when they had fallen into some fault, were overwhelmed with shame. Again, it is reasonable that, having offended God, we draw back a little in humility and from a feeling of embarrassment. For even if we have offended only a friend, we are ashamed to approach that friend. But it is quite certain that we must not remain at a distance, for the virtues of humility, abjection, and shame are immediate, intermediate virtues by which our soul must ascend to union with God. And St. Paul teaches us to strip ourselves of the old man and put on the new, for we must not remain unclothed, 
but must clothe ourselves anew with God. The reason for this little withdrawal is only so that we may better press on toward God by an act of love and confidence. We must never allow our shame to be attended with sadness. That kind of shame proceeds from self-love because we are troubled at not being perfect, not so much for the love of God as for the love of ourselves. Even if we do not feel such confidence, we must still not fail to make acts of confidence because we know nevertheless that our Lord is our God and that we are totally His and that we have no hope but in His goodness. And therefore, let us abandon ourselves entirely into His hands. It is always in our power to make these acts of confidence. Although it is difficult, remember, it is never impossible. Because it is on these occasions that we show truly our faithfulness and fidelity to God. So dear faithful, let us remain confident and trusting in our Lord by our faithfulness to Him and especially in the sacraments of the Church which will sustain us each day. Let us be more devout to God and to His Church for this shall lead us to happiness and contribute to our eternal salvation. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Amen.